the Kruger Multi Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Drew Grimaldi Podcast. Uh, we have quite a show for you. As always, a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of shit going on in the world. Trump was in court again today for the $200 million fraud suit, $200 million fraud suit. Now, the other day, we had an interesting uh, thing happen where... The cameras were inside the court, and they're panning around, and they look at Trump, and then they look at the judge, and the judge looks at the camera and just goes, and just smiles. And I feel like that's a slap in the face to most Americans, to even pretend that you're impartial. But um, this right here is the judge from that trial. Um, listen to this. Say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries, juries get it get wrong it. a lot. That's, That's my own opinion. opinion. I do I only civil trials, trials, personal injury cases, cases contract disputes. disputes. But I've had, had situations where like, oh my, my heaven's sake, sake. How, how could they have thought that? Well, I have a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say, there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And, all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law, I'm, I'm an impartial referee, but it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, well, is it is just, just like another case? case? What, what if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Oh, and, and by the way, I worked for the Columbia Daily Spectator for a couple of weeks. What happened was I went there every day and I wrote a few stories. One I got criticized on because I wrote that some uh, Ku Klux Klaners had murdered some people and then I was told, you can't say that, how do we know? You weren't there. Well, that was what everybody thought. Anyway, yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, that's how it usually comes up. You know, you call somebody a murderer or a heroin addict, that sort of thing, a pedophile. And if it's done in court, yeah, I think we should have absolute immunity. Now, I'm going to say something. So that's the guy who is overseeing judges, or, uh, Trump's uh, trial in New York uh, for the fraud case which is absolute bullshit. This guy decided that there would be no jury, and he said, just decided out of the blue, don't even know where the fuck he came up with these numbers, but he said that Trump's Mar-a-Lago property was worth $18 million, where Trump himself says that it's worth 1.8. Now, 
everybody who is in real estate has said that, that they're making, that, that the judge is making a very, um, an error that a rookie would make in real estate because he just doesn't understand the law. But he, but he said it in that video. Wonder if the defendant is wearing a red shirt versus a blue shirt. He said that. The man is not impartial. And if you think Trump's going to get any type of fair trial, he's not. Not that. I wanted to bring a point to this. So today, 75,000 health workers went on strike. We have the big three that are on strike in Detroit. And while Americans are striking because they can't afford to live anymore, and they can't live, afford to live anymore because of Joe Biden's inflation, that's what Bidenomics is. It's inflation. So in order to not deal with any of the strikes or anything like that, Joe Biden tries to uh, buy votes from young kids and people by paying off student loan debts. Now, he's pumping more free money into the economy. What do you think more money in the economy is going to do? It's going to increase inflation. It, it goes with that, too. We don't start pumping our own gas. We, Biden could bring down inflation tomorrow by literally pumping oil, pumping more oil. When, when America pumps oil, we're efficient. I mean, can you imagine driving to work with $2 a gallon gas? How much further you would get? It's crazy. But this is Biden's America. And there's crime everywhere in Biden's America since they took power. Take a look at this one. What we got to do, if we really want to see homicides go down, is keep bad guys with guns in jail. Because when they're in jail, they can't be in community shooting people. So when people talk about what we're going to do different or what we should do different, what we need to do different, that's the thing that we need to do different. We need to keep violent people in jail. Right now, the average homicide suspect, the average homicide suspect has been arrested 11 times prior to them committing a homicide. That is a problem. That is a problem. What we got to do, we really want to see how that is a problem. I mean, that's a huge problem. But think about in California, how all of these companies are wanting to leave. I saw a picture of a CVS store earlier in California and the shelves were completely empty because people went in there and just picked it. That's why those no businesses want to move out there right now, because that's happening in all the stores, Walmart, all that stuff. And Adam Carolla was on a, uh, a show a long time ago. But he was talking about basically, uh, he, he was actually on Tucker Carlson, but he was talking about how in L.A. you drive down the street and you can see somebody shitting on the road or just living on the street, like a homeless person right there. He's like, and we just feel like we're in a bubble, like we're just like watching animals at the zoo, you know, like you're immune to that. But his point, though, was, was that the guy with the Mercedes Benz that's driving through there. They, they pull these people over for going too over the, the speed limit, like barely any. And they hit them with a really expensive ticket. And while they're doing that, a guy could be sitting there sticking a needle in his arm and shitting on the sidewalk. And they would still give the guy the ticket with, you know, because he would probably actually pay it. So they would make money. 
that's the ass backwardness of, of California and places like that. And that's the Democrats' golden place right there. They got to cart homeless people out of there every time they have any type of convention in California. I mean, it's just disgusting. But this is fucking funny. Talking about Tucker Carlson, okay, this is fucking hilarious. This caller calls into Fox News and absolutely fucking trolls the guy. This is fucking hilarious. And that's, and that's where they, they declare a mister and a Miss Morgan state. state. And we've got Tyrone on the phone with us now. Tyrone, when you say poker game, what exactly happened? What transpired? Well, first we were watching, we all get together every Tuesday night, and we watch Tucker Carlson's show on X. We used to watch him on Fox News. Obviously, out there no more. And still being the most credible guy in the media in America, we always get together to watch Tucker Carlson. And thinking he's doing probably better now that he's not with Fox News because the corporate media always controls what the teleprompter readers yep. are able to say. And now he doesn't Thank have you, that hand Thank you, Can we? Maybe we can work to get Don back on the phone, Tracy. We can get that. Clearly, that was not a student at Morgan State University. Uh, and that's where they. <laughs> oh fuck! That is so funny, because you know that they that they, they like they're not allowed to talk about Tucker Carlson at Fox News anymore. So bringing that up is just like, can we get him off? Up? Can we get somebody back on? I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. But uh, so back to what's been going on last day or so yesterday. Kevin McCarthy was removed as Speaker of the House. Now, Matt Gates led the removal uh, by working with some Democrats in order to get him removed. Um, this is what he had to say about it. Check this one out. Money. I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have, oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, 10 and 20 and $30 at a time, and you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraisers and see how that goes for you. I reserve. And when it comes to how... That was awesome. I mean, I thought, what? that's awesome. First of all, the speaker spot is so hard. And McCarthy has always been a politician. One of the reasons that that spot is so important is that that person has to mainly be really good at fundraising. Newt Gingrich was incredible at fundraising. He was. He was fantastic. McCarthy, he was pretty good at fundraising. Um, but... With that being said, you have certain farm members of the of the caucus that have the have have a mindset where they do not want any more spending. The spending is crazy. And I think that the spending and that our deficit should be the number one concern on everybody's on everybody's mind. Because here's the thing. There is going to be another bank failure in the next month or so. 
there's going to be another bank failure. And it's going to have something to do with the mortgages, with the housing market. The housing market is really being affected by this not-so-soft landing by the Fed. And guess what? A lot of these banks, that's a lot of their portfolio are these like mortgages and stuff like that that are considered low risk. Unless you live in Joe Biden's economy. Now all of a sudden banks fail. But so as you have McCarthy move, removed and it was basically all over a spending bill and it was all over spending. And Gates says it says it pretty well, you know? I mean, I'm not going to say Gates was 100% right on this for remo removing McCarthy, because like I said, McCarthy was really good at fundraising. But <clears throat> in terms of the spending, that's what's going to collapse the United States, is this debt. And the Democrats, they don't seem to understand that. They do not understand that. You do not give a kid who just ran up his credit card bill, you don't give him more money to do that. And I said, I, I believe on the last show, that if the whole lockdown situation wasn't asked backwards, where you had the military and the workers get paid, but the people in power do not, maybe they get there fucking quicker to figure shit out. Maybe they wouldn't wait till the last minute to try to put this shit together. Maybe they'd be able to actually make cuts and do things and push an agenda. But it was the same bullshit that was rushed at the end of the thing, and we ended up taking this continuing resolution that was just more spending. It's going to add another trillion dollars. And that's only for like a very short period of time. So McCarthy's ousted, and uh, this is what he had to say. Congressman, will you resign? Congressman, will you resign? Will you resign? Will you put yourself back to the ballot, sir? Did you mock the congressman's faith? Don't call me on the So they're asking a lot of questions there. Because Matt Gates and him have been going back and forth for a while. And McCarthy says that a lot of the things that Gates is saying are not true. He keeps calling that out. I think McCarthy was such a politician that he's able to play this off and everybody's mad at Gates. And the Democrats are able to play this off like, oh my God, we just got a victory. Dollar store Obama, Jeffries, uh, he was smiling and so happy about this. But that's what's funny about it too, is that Nancy Pelosi still had her, her office in the speaker's office because McCarthy didn't kick her the fuck out because she said that the Democrats would have his back if they tried to do that to him. And she was nowhere to be seen. They stabbed him right in the back. That's why you don't trust Democrats. I think that's like the main point of that. But this is Matt Gates after the ousting. Why should he want the job after this just happened? Well, that's a question for him, I guess, he's not already, me. He said he's uninterested. He's already said. He's oh, I haven't heard him say that. What is he said? Well, here's what I would say. Here's what I say. I think a lot of members are going to reflect on their thinking 
after this historic moment. I think anything that people have said before the McCarthy ouster uh, is probably uh, bearing less weight than the way people may be thinking about these questions after the McCarthy ouster. What is the end game? Comments about Steve Scalise yesterday and today. Will you yourself nominate Steve Scalise for Speaker of the House? Maybe. I, I want to see, I want to hear from him. I mean, I, I'm not here to make a judgment on where Mr. Scalise stands with his rehabilitation and recovery. I, I would give him the deference to be able to decide whether or not he'd like to put himself forward as a candidate, but he'd be the type of person that I could, I could see myself supporting. There are many people, though. I, I could see myself supporting Tom Emmer. I could see myself supporting Mike Johnson of Louisiana. I could see myself supporting Jody Arrington of Texas. I could see myself supporting Kevin Hearn uh, of Oklahoma. And there are even people outside of the United States Congress like Lee all right, before we... Uh, so, he's getting hammered with questions because he worked with the Democrats to get this done. And ultimately, he himself is guilty of doing what he accused McCarthy of doing, which was working across the aisle, giving Democrats what they want. This is what the Democrats wanted. He walked into a Democrat trap. And... Uh, but he's officially ousted. So people are bringing up Trump um, as somebody who could um, potentially take the speaker spot. And I think that's a great idea because you know what? He actually is the head of the Republican Party. He's the head of, of, of our movement, of uh, saving our country. But um, people are bringing up Trump for that and he was in court today. Uh, check out this one here. Who should be speaker? Who should be speaker, Mr. President? Uh, a lot of people have been calling me about speaker. All I can say is we'll do whatever's best for the country and for the Republican Party. Would you take a job? We have some great, great people. Would you take a job? A lot of people have asked me about it. I'm focused. You know, we're leading. I don't know you. I'm sure you don't read too much in the papers. But we're leading by like 50 points for president. Now, my focus is totally on that. If I can help them during the process, I would do it. But we have some great people in the Republican Party that could do a great job as Speaker. Well, what about Marjorie you? Taylor Green called for you to be Speaker yesterday. Did you accept? Yeah, I think she's a wonderful woman. Marjorie. A lot of other people are calling for that, too. I'll do whatever it is to help, but my focus, my total focus is being President and, quite honestly, making America great again. because. We are living in a country in decline. This is a country that's failing badly. We're not respected in the world. Interest rates are through the roof. Taxes are through the roof. Inflation is horrible. What it's done to us is eating us alive. Energy is now over $5. I was at $1.87. It's over $5. What's happened to our country with Afghanistan, that horrible removal, the most embarrassing moment, I think, in our country's history. So, I'm running for president. I'm up by 40 and 50 points and more in some cases. But whatever I can do to help with regard to speaker is good. By the way, I'm also leading Biden by a lot. If I wasn't, I wouldn't have trials like this. Thank you very much. So, his response is, I'm flattered, but I'm running for president of the United States. And honestly, I mean, it'd be cool. It would have been a great idea before, maybe, before all these fucking indictments and shit. But like, I mean, but like he said, he's got to focus on the presidency. I mean, he's getting attacked from all sides. Um, 
And he, like he said, he's best doing it that way. Because at the end of the day, Trump would be a great speaker because the man's a fucking hell of a fundraiser. But we need him in the hot seat. We need him back in the White House more than ever. Trump more now than ever. America got this crazy view where they got, they're getting four years of Joe Biden and they got four years of Trump. And people have to be smart enough to put those two fucking together and be like, uh, I'll take the Trump years any day. You would hope. You would hope. But when the regime is censoring facts and censoring stuff, it it sucks, man. It's People are so uninformed. And you talk to some Democrats on this shit, and they are some of the most uninformed people in the world. Bill Maher talked about this too. Like, like there was a study that found that like 90% of Democrats thought that they could still die from COVID-19. Like they were still fucking worried about it. Like what? That's what you're worried about? It's such a bubble. It's such a, like, it's such a fake, it's so fake. These people in this regime, it's so Orwellian. They gaslight you. Today, the Biden regime, HHS, sued a business for firing somebody over a vaccine mandate. Yeah. And the regime spokespeople are claiming that they never pressured anybody to get the vaccine. It's so Orwellian. It's so Orwellian. You know, KJP gets up there and she says, oh, yeah, the economy's great. You know, everything's great. Everything's going great. And then people look around. What the hell? And I will never, people are saying it, but why in the fuck would you name, if you're running for president, why would you name a failing economy after yourself? It's the worst possible running thing you could possibly do. But the Democrats live in their own bubble, right? So this is uh, one that I wanted to play from last episode, going back to the impeachment hearing, to the impeachment inquiry, where they have, and I played it last time, Byron Donald gets up and he goes, here's the, the evidence. Here's the evidence. Right after that, this chick comes on. Listen to this. Talk, and she's a Democrat. Talk about living in another freaking planet. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. This, this looks, looks like, like more evidence, evidence of our national secrets, secrets say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When, when, when we're, we're talking, talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, crimes it's at least indictments. indictments. Let's, let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets, seven counts related to obstructing the investigation, three false statements, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, falsifying business records, conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings, one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements, eight 
counts related to soliciting. And I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. What the funniest thing, too, is, is that she's pulling all these things out and every single look at all these classified documents. Well, actually, they were in a secure room until the FBI raided it. And then it's like I could pick apart everything that she said. But most importantly, the hearing was about Joe Biden. Excuse me. It was about Joe Biden. And there was tons of evidence presented. And that, that's still what they're going with. There's no evidence. The only thing Joe's guilty of is being a good father. They think Joe's a great father. Joe's a great father. His son's a crackhead who sleeps with his dead brother's wife. And a lot of people didn't know that before the election. And hopefully this time they do know now. But here is uh, one for you. It is uh, a failed attempt First of all, at let me say, Joe, cool. it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you since you were at my house a couple weeks ago for our hip-hop party. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> Anthony, huge fan, mad respect for you. And Alexander, I can't wait to see you at the White House one day very soon. First of all, let me say, Joe, it's so good to see you.